wings now? My ballerina costume does. Granny? Who are you? No. Uh-uh. I don't remember. What? Hello, little one. <gasps> I am your friend. Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show, live on iHeartRadio and 100, 170 other affiliates, and tonight we got a special show coming up. Uh, first of all, I want to introduce my co-host, Kevin Quatman. Say hey, Kevin. Hey, good evening, everybody. One of the reasons I chose this show tonight is because I was at a uh, cookout uh, two weeks ago, and somebody mentioned to me that there was a murder that occurred at the place called Land Between the Lakes here in, in Kentucky. And one of the main suspects for that was actually Bigfoot. Now, there was no proof of that. I guess it's just rumor. But the way that the uh, uh, murder happened, it seemed like an animal did it. And everybody around here thinks that there's a lot of bears and stuff in Kentucky. We really don't have that many, not in that area of the, of the woods. They're totally elsewhere. So uh, it just dawned on me because where I live at here in Ohio County, um, they actually have had sightings of Bigfoot as well, and it just kind of. And we have uh, wildlife reserves all throughout our county here that have, that uh, used to be uh, coal mines, and they've turned them into lakes. Been sightings of Bigfoot here in Kentucky too. So I wanted to try to have a show about it tonight, and our special guest tonight is Jake and Adam of Blue Line Bigfoot. Hello, Jake and Adam. Good to be here. Oh no! There they are. There they are. I thought we lost you for a second. How, how is it? How's it going? Where you're from, guys? Well, it's good up here in the Northeast. You know, it's a very squatchy time of year for us up here in the uh, upstate Central Adirondacks. Uh, springtime and things are coming to life here. Thirty-six I've... degrees and a little freezing rain, so a little cooler than usual. Yeah, we we got up to eighty-five here where I am today. So we're we're ah. kind of a different. Yeah, it was 85, and I actually went fishing today with my wife, and we brought home 25 fish, so it wasn't a bad day at all fishing. But, yeah, we have 85-degree weather. Now, I've got to ask you two, Bigfoot. Now, you know, when we get in, me and Kevin are into paranormal as far as uh, uh, spirits and demons and stuff like that, and, and actually Bigfoot is considered paranormal, only because we don't really have an understanding of what it is science-wise. But how in the world did you two get into uh, searching for Sasquatch? Well, you know, it's a, it could be a very long story, but we'll, we'll make it short and sweet for you. We, uh, Jake and I just have been, in, you know, interested in the unknown for many, many years since childhood. And we both have been in the videography world since we were children as well, just, on, just for fun now, not, not on a professional level. And um, all of a sudden, you know, some things happened in the area about four or five years ago that made us really double-think where we stood, where were our beliefs stood with this notorious smear do well was, was there a certain... Yeah. Uh, you know, with me and Kevin, we had certain events in our lives where we experienced the paranormal activity that drove us to do this. Have, have Jake, have you and, and Adam actually experienced... I know you probably found footprints and stuff like that, but have you actually... Uh, seen or maybe thought you seen a uh, bigfoot i don't know seen heard definitely and uh 
One 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 time that I think I truly believe I heard the beast was about four years before we started filming. Totally unconnected, and then it wasn't until after we had started filming I, I put the put two and two together that it had, could have been a Bigfoot I experienced. Uh, and again, I heard uh, another call late at night. Um, about two years in, into uh, two years into filming, so we started. We we picked up the camera in 2014, and we're we're still shooting today. So. So now, what you know? There's so many people out there, I guess, that have different ideas about what a Sasquatch is. You know, some say it's nothing. Some say it's. I've heard alien. I've heard uh, animal we've just never seen before. Intelligent species. You guys have been doing this for a while. What's your opinion? What is a Sasquatch exactly? What's your definition of one? Your scientific definition, I guess. Okay, scientific definition. We're going to make this short and sweet. Um, we don't know. Okay? Secondly, our best guess would be that this is most likely a super highly intelligent native creature with extraordinary senses that has intelligence far beyond that, maybe even of the human race, but definitely of all the predators and wild animals out there in the wilderness anyway. You know, you have mountain lions that have extremely in tune senses and a lot of other animals out there that can just do these miraculous things with their bodies and with their eyes and their ears. And uh, we feel that maybe this is just the animal that has extremely in tune senses, outstanding physique, and also the intelligence to know what's actually going on around him and to cognitively think for himself out there to make himself unknown. But he doesn't do 100% good job at it because, I mean, we, we are believers in the beast. They get spotted, yeah. They get spotted. But they, we can hear them, we can smell them, we can see them. So... It does happen. It's very rare. We just can't. We just can't seem to capture them. Let me know. Now we we talked to a guy up in the Northeast, up in uh, I think he lives in New York, Upper New York, but he's from uh, Boston originally, and he claims they've actually had run-ins with a family of them, and they actually got chased off by them. And they, you know, I was always kind of questioning, you know, why don't you take pictures? If you're paranormal investigating, you usually have a camera on you. Why? You, it seems like nobody ever has a camera on them to take a picture of them. But they, when the ones that do see them, I know you've heard them, but the people who've actually seen them, they don't ever seem to have a camera on them. That kind of makes me like, kind of. It makes you skeptical, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes what we've thought of is, you know, you got these guys, not unlike ourselves, who go out in the field with intent to find these things. And these things are so smart, they kind of pick up on that, I think, maybe. And the people that are having some random encounters um, might just be, you know, stumbling across these things. And, you know, it, it might be a little difficult to whip out a camera and get a decent picture when you're underneath the gun, so to speak, like that in that, in that, that circumstance. I, can, I can't even imagine. Right. Well, they said they watched them for a while. They said they sat there and watched them. And then, I mean, I'm thinking you have everybody's got cell phones on them. You at least get some kind of picture. But then they said, after a while, the one noticed them and kind of came at them, and that's when they took off. But they actually watched them for a while. So I'm like, why didn't you take a picture? (laughs) If you're sitting there and you're watching them. Yeah, I I I have no answer for that. I'm I'm, I'm not, and uh, I don't know. We've never had a direct quote sighting unquote. Yeah, I heard some speculation. People were wondering whether or not the Sasquatch had any kind of uh, psychological control over people in the air. Like, maybe he could kind of hack your men- mental, uh, you know, hack what you see, sort of. Well, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm a skeptic on Bigfoot, but I'm not saying I wouldn't believe. I don't think it's – I'm not saying it's not possible. Uh, I just, my, my reason for being skeptical is I just believe there's, he's been seen all over the world in so many places. It, it makes it hard for me to, cause I've never actually come across one. So I, it, I'm kind of skeptical. However, could it be interdimensional? Could it be something that comes and goes? I mean, I don't know. 
So right. I would never there say it's not possible. Like a demon? You're saying like What's a that? demon, maybe? Not a demon. No, I mean like interdimensional. Like, do you believe in dimensions? Like, there's like there are ten dimensions. Like, we're living in one okay, dimension. Yeah. So we're we like three. We can't see. Right, and it's able to slip and come and go without people seeing it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. I don't know. I'm not saying it can't well, exist because it definitely could exist. To be to be honest with you, you know that's. Well, it's something that we've thought about. We've certainly taken a good, long, hard think about the possibilities of why this creature, we don't have real hard proof of its existence, you know? We don't have it. Well, right. uh, you know, guys, let me say this. You, you might have more proof than you know of because if you look at the history of the Native Americans, and I'm sure you guys are aware of this, being that you do search for Bigfoot, and, and well, it, correct me if I'm wrong, there, there's history of Bigfoot all throughout the, the United States from the time Columbus discovered America and, and beyond that, before that even. Is that not correct? No, that's yeah. correct. Correct. But still doesn't add up to hard evidence, though. Well, I don't, now when I say hard evidence, I understand what you're saying, but at least there is a history behind it, I guess, that, you know, there's been every, and it's, these tribes... Uh, Indian tribes. It's just not one tribe that they, that believed in Bigfoot or Sasquatch or or they called it other things. But you've got a history of cultures from dating back from the beginning of time, including in Asia and uh, the Antarctic and places like that, that all have some kind of story about a creature that resembles a Bigfoot. Am I correct in that? You are. Yeah. So based on that, I guess it's kind of hard for people that are skeptical. To say, uh, you know what, we've had this history of them from, since the beginning of time, and nobody's actually captured one or seen one. So, no. Yeah. Go ahead, I will, Kevin. I will say this, Dan. I watched a show the other night, and it was regarding Bigfoot. And this lady claimed she had bones of Bigfoot. Of course, it was in a rock. And of course, the guy the, on the TV show was kind of like, well, I can't really validate this as actual evidence. But what was interesting is they were talking about how if an animal dies in the woods, like let's say a deer, a bear, whatever, within seven days, that carcass is pretty much gone. That it pretty much other animals come and feast off of it. And typically you wouldn't find any remains after seven days. And so I if they are out it. there. It might take a little longer for some of the bones to uh, fully decompose, but it does happen quickly. You know, We've been living here in the forest of the Adirondacks our entire lives. And the uh, unless you go out and really look for shed antlers, or you really look for other uh, remains from other animals, you're really probably only going to maybe happen to upon them just by chance, and that doesn't happen very often. And we spend an awful lot of time in the woods. Yeah. Oh, I agree. With, I agree. I agree. Now, I live in the woods of Kentucky. It's not like you guys, but we have the same situation. I know if something dies in the you know in the woods out here, it doesn't even take seven days for it to disappear, Kevin. It's probably two days for it's tore up out here. Where but, I live, I uh, live in a concrete jungle. You don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> they just bury your stuff somewhere. They're <laughs> buried in cemeteries. <laughs> yeah. But Jake and Adam, I guess I'm just, you know, no evidence whatsoever. Now, I'm going to tell you, I do believe there's something to the Bigfoot. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a skeptic as far as Kevin's concerned. I believe there's something out there. We just don't know what it is. I think I'm in the same boat as you two. But I think as far as... You know what? With ghosts and, and spirits, we're about the same way. We have proof of stuff, but it's like digital pictures and EVPs and stuff like that, where you guys have pictures being taken. Uh, the trouble is, it seems like every time there's a picture taken, it's really blurry. Uh, you guys, I mean, yeah. you guys are filming. Is that you guys? Have you ever captured one that's not, you know, got the blur to it or something that you've put on on air for people? No, and again, we we ourselves haven't even seen it. You know, first of all, you'd have to see it before you could break your camera out and start getting, you know, photographic evidence of it. But we do, however, have what we believe are audio samples of the creature. And uh, we have eyewitness testimonials and a bunch of other field evidence. But as far as the creature physically, we haven't seen it and we haven't... Um, obviously, we have we have haven't been able to take any photos or video of it, but we do think that it exists. So, have you guys had any uh, casting of its footprints or anything during your investigations yet, or is that you know have you found oh, yeah. anything like that? 
Oh yeah, yeah, and that's um, it's this is a lot, a lot of this stuff happened before the locals here knew that we were even doing this project. So to us, in the locations that these things came from, the likelihood that they'd be an elaborate hoax to us has been ruled out. So the one, go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. The one downside I have. And again, I'm not trying to be a big skeptic on this, but one of the reasons I have a hard time getting my mind wrapped around some of it is I've seen too many things on it that have been falsified. There was a man who made that video of it going through the swamp waters, and it looks so genuine yeah. and so legit. I, I swore, like, wow, that's pretty good. And then like six months yeah. later, they found out he admitted it was it was all fabricated filmography. And then there's a lady in Tennessee who's apparently had a family of them that we used to visit her all the time, and she would feed them, and they would sit around the table pretty much, almost like you think of Mr. The Hendersons, Harry and the Hendersons. It's kind of like, well, if you did all this, you have no evidence of them at all, but yet you hung out with them, supposedly. Uh, well, yeah, kinda... and the, that, guy, that guy thought that the young female Sasquatch had a nice bop. you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe that, unfortunately. <laughs> But I think, again, like Dean, I do believe something's out there. I do think there is maybe something out there that we haven't discovered for some reason. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's one of those things that keeps you, keeps you, you know, not knowing is the fun part. Honestly, to us, not knowing is the fun part, and that's that's one of the things that keeps us going with this project. You know, it's like right. it's, it's fun to do. It's fun to do. So, it's fun to talk to guys like you. It's fun to talk to just. Some old person just in the middle of the woods that claims to have seen them and, you know, talk to them face to face, looking into their eyes and trying to get a read on them. Yeah. Right. So I have a question for you then, because this is kind of ironic you're on the show this week. But a couple of days ago, did you all see the story from India, from the Himalayas, where the Indian yeah. Army, the abominable snowman, and they got these yep. footprints. And what, 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 what caught me on that was if you look at the pictures they posted, the footprints are all it's like he walked in a straight line like if you and i would walk we would walk left foot right foot left foot right foot this one's almost like he had one foot and he kept on going it's a complete straight line there's no like i thought that was kind of weird but i don't know what what do you think i was thinking about that well that's well now that what it is is it a classic it's a classic gate for what these creatures are commonly known for they're they're not known for walking side by side in their steps. Their hips swing around. They walk in a way where their feet are straight up and down, straight back and forth. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. But, I, but, I don't know much about but, it. I was kind of. I thought it was kind of funny, but. So I, I guess answer me a question here, Jake and Ann, because we have particular techniques that we use when we we hunt for spirits and ghosts now i know you guys probably have a particular technique too but if, if i were to go out and decided i wanted to actually search and see if there was a, Sas- a sasquatch or bigfoot here in the county that i live in which we have had reports that there, there has been sightings here what do i do what procedure do i do what what do i look for to verify that i'm i'm doing the right thing to search for bigfoot that's a good question. Um, I think the best answer for that question would be to uh, either go on our website or go on our YouTube channel. Start off with Season 1, Episode 1, and learn about how the Blue Line Bigfoot group, the BLB, started and the way that we look for different things in the woods, okay? When we first started doing this project, we had no idea what to look for. We were just shooting from the hip. And with more research and, 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 you know, countless hours of looking things up and watching other YouTube channels and watching the Discovery Channel and history and whatnot, we've come to learn that there's things to look for, there's certain things to look for in the woods, and there's certain ways you could probably present yourself to have better luck doing this. Um, certain times of the year you're going to want to look for in your region, you know. There's probably going to be better times of year for you to find the creatures down there, Kentucky, you know, they're probably down there year round. So it's all about where the best food source might be up here. You know, this is kind of beginning of our squatchies and we believe that they're not around here in the wintertime. So you believe they're migratory? I believe so. Yeah. Go ahead, Kev. 
I'll tell you guys something, and this is something one of our past guests had mentioned to us. I think Augie talked about this. But there's a lot of people in paranormal who don't believe. You know, there's 50 percent of the population doesn't believe in, you know, supernatural ghosts, things like that. And the reason they don't believe is they've never had an experience. The reason I believe I've had experiences, I truly believe you guys truly believe you've had experiences. You know, you've actually heard them. You know, I think if I heard them, I would have. A, I think that's part of the problem with the with Bigfoot and aliens and everything else. If, if you've never had yeah. an experience, people have a hard time wrapping their mind around because they just think, OK, well, how can that be? But if you actually have the experience, like if I experience, if I went in the woods today and I was out there hunting or just doing hiking and I heard what is supposed to be a, a Bigfoot call, I would actually, and I heard knocks on a tree, I'd probably be more of a believer than I am. And it's just because I haven't had an experience. So it's nothing personal. It's just it's, and I think it's a problem with a lot of the population that they haven't had an experience like you guys have to really understand. If that makes sense. It certainly does, of course. The old saying, seeing is believing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it goes a long way and it speaks volumes, especially with this type of uh, this type of stuff. Cryptozoology, paranormal fields, anything there where there's, uh, you know, it, it, something is, something where one encounter can, can change your life and really turn your world upside down. Turn you from someone who is like skeptic to believer in a heartbeat, or even someone who doesn't even think about this stuff ever. They're not yeah. even a skeptic; they just don't think about it. No, not like even on the radar. World. Next thing so, you know, they have an encounter of some sort, either paranormal, like a ghost thing happened to somebody, or they see a UFO or Bigfoot visits them. Something, something weird that they didn't think was real is right in front of their face, and it changes your life. So have you guys come across anything like the Wendango or like the Chupacabra or things of that nature? Are you familiar with those at all or no? Yeah. Yeah, we are very familiar with those creatures. They're not around here. Okay. So, guys, let me ask you a question. Um, In our field, the paranormal field, and this is – going to be relating to reality tv a little bit there's been a lot of shows on reality tv concerning people that are are researching and searching for uh you know on the hunt for the bigfoot and you know there's paranormal shows like that too where it comes to ghosts and spirits and stuff and we found that it's been a twofold it's been a blessing and it's been a a major uh i I guess i don't want to say it's it's been a major disaster in some aspects because we have people yeah. out here that are um, getting their training from TV when they go out and do things in the paranormal. And the, when I keep saying paranormal, but you guys are paranormal too. When they go out there in the spirit, uh, hunting ghosts and stuff like that, they're d- getting their training from reality TV. So to me, reality TV has brought a a uh, new look and increased you know the, the people that are involved as far as paranormal experiences and paranormal investigations concerned. But it's also harmed in, in another way because it's taught for the wrong things and brought about a persona that isn't true when it comes to what we do. Do you guys find the same thing when it comes to, you know, the people that are getting into searching for Bigfoot now they're, they're falling under the same category? Yeah, unfortunately, a little bit yet to know there. You know, some people, any uh, any joker with a camera can get out there and start, uh, start something, make something happen, which... Uh, any digging around online, you can see uh, several examples of that. But I think there's there's hidden gems that are going to pop to the surface here and there. One of one of my favorite podcasters, he has this famous line: "Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it." Okay, and that goes that speaks a lot to these guys that are just pop up squatchers that go out weekend warriors, so to speak, not knowing what they're doing or what they're getting into. First of all, we don't know what these things are. Are they dangerous? Are they peaceful? There's so many theories on this thing. And the research we've done has shown that, you know, it's probably best to leave these things right alone. Do we leave them alone? We kind of do leave them alone. We kind of do a lot. We do some field research, but we also dig with the eyewitnesses and the people that have already had these encounters. That's a lot of what we do. 
Well, I, I, let me. You guys brought up a subject, and the reason that we began this is because, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I had was at a, a little you know cookout with a fire and everything, and somebody had mentioned that the there was a murder in the land between the lakes here in Kentucky that a lot of people believe that was the fault of a Sasquatch where a family had walked into a situation and were surprised by the Sasquatch and the Sasquatch reacted like a wild animal would. Now, during my research, I haven't really found much that would support that. Uh, There has been a few unsolved murders in the area, but hey, this is Kentucky and it's out in the boondock, so that's going to happen no matter where you are because, you know, like you said, when somebody's hurt or something happens, it's kind of hard to find out what really occurred because the body disappears really quick and the forensic evidence is gone. But as a wild animal, do you guys believe these Bigfoots could be dangerous if somebody would just happen to walk upon a mother and an infant? Or what's your opinion on it? Well, our opinion might have changed recently. We were talking to some folks, uh, kind of like you guys here, last week, and the woman there, there was a couple, a guy and a girl, and the woman said, you know, my answer to that, I'm going to answer you guys first. I'm going to say what my thought is. I mean, like, I'm a mother, and if something comes between me and my babies, heads are going to roll. I'm going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to save my children. And she believes that the same thing is going to be true for these, for this species. And I think that's a real good point, and that's what we're going with now. We just, we just been on this train for about five days now. Okay, then let me let me say this because I've been watching, and this is going to go back to the reality TV. And there's, you know, like in our realm of what we do, so many people are putting stuff on YouTube that it's it's just amazing to me. Now you can actually see all this stuff about people that are hunting for Sasquatch, and I've just discovered this in the last week. Everything's on YouTube, but they keep finding places where trees are bent over, and they're saying that's the territory marker and all that. Now is that common when you search for Bigfoot to find those things, or is this actual stuff that you know i guess let me say it like this in our in paranormal investigation when it comes to spirits people it seems like a couple groups every week are getting pictures of apparitions and how great you know and me and kevin can attest that doesn't happen do you agree kevin you just don't get a picture of an apparition every other day if it's on tv it's probably fake yeah so i I (laughs) guess is, is that accurate when you go look for bigfoot that you can see these trees pulled over and these markers where they mark their territories and all that like a borderline is that common for a Bigfoot, or is that just stuff that's made up? I don't know. Around here, I'd say that's 100% accurate. You know, we find, yeah, we find a lot of that. And stuff, unexplained bends, like, you know, you're going to have, we have a lot of blowdowns up here, you know, and we have a lot of windstorms, so you're going to see a lot of common sign of that. But trees that are bent and kind of woven in between others, you know, X's and, uh, yeah, you know, we see a lot of that. So what guys, is? What, go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Have you, have you guys ever come across the knocks or the or the smell? They all say big. I don't know why Bigfoot always they say smells, but I guess he oh, doesn't bathe. But yeah. have you ever come across an odor like you're like, what is that odor? I don't know what that is. Yes, we have. And and the knocks as well. Tell you what, guys. The odor when you smell it. It makes every hair on your body stand up and tell you that it's a smell that means something, and it means something that you should be aware of. And that's as much as I know about it, but it's the type of smell that makes your body react. Mm. It's strange. Okay, I mean, the reason I'm asking, like, like paranormal, they say if you smell, like, demonic, it usually smells like sulfur. So does it smell like sulfur? Does it smell like, is is there even a smell you can describe it compared to or no? I tell it. I say it's like a like a shit bomb cocktail. You're gonna have the smell of <laughs> rotten garbage. Okay, rotten garbage. Like you have a bag of garbage out behind your house, got rained on. It's all yeah. gross. And then you got that. You got that mixed with bo, super bad bo. And then you got that mixed with like. So you got this guy. No, no offense to the human race people who can't like take care of themselves or out homeless on the street. So you got a homeless guy. And the underside of his balls is basically what you're going to be smelling. All mixed together there. Well, you know, I've got a theory about that, guys. And you, you, and I've told this to some other people before, and it just dawned on me because, um, 
You know, out in the wilderness, there's there is a thing that every species uses, and that's that is smell uh, or an odor to attract a female. Uh, and it dawned on me because my wife raises goats, and the, the darn male goat out here sometimes stinks to high heaven. And it's like, what is that? And it's it's what they do to attract females. So, do you guys? I mean, you you've been out in the field. Do you think that maybe that is a male Sasquatch that is leaving a scent or something for a female? I don't personally believe that. To me, it may be something to do with the male. It may be something that both genders can actually excrete. But to me, it says, um, I'm here, I'm around, know that I'm around, and any other reason for that, I really don't know. I don't know if it's a warning or if it's just something to tell you without letting you see him or hear him that he's in the area. But... Yeah, so, do you know some animals will mark their territory with smell too? So do, do you know you may have something on that too? It may be a territorial marking. Well, I don't believe so because it dissipates quickly. If it was territorial, it would be there long lasting, and I just don't think that's probably what's going on. Okay, because I've I've never smelt it, and Kevin hasn't either. And I I've spent a lot of times out in the woods, and I you know I one of the things in Kentucky people. Well, when I talk about Bigfoot, they, they don't believe it. They said if, if, if one was out there, we would have shot it by now. And, uh, there's you know, a lot of people that say they have. There's, say it again? There's a lot of people out there that say they have shot and killed it. Hey, but, you know, you know they, they say that, but you never do. I mean, nobody's ever presented one for examination, so it's kind I mean, of hard to. Let me ask you guys a question. So. If you're out in the woods and, you know, I'm sure you guys carry a gun because you're in the Andorondacks, you don't bears and whatever, you know, you're up there a lot out in the woods by yourselves. But, you know, wouldn't it be smarter if you're trying to track one, if you come across one, if you really want to try to, way better to tranquilize it than actually shoot and kill it? What if it is the only one? What if there's only a handful of them? I mean, you would it be better to try to tranquilize it so you can study it? Well, you know... Jake, what do you think about that? Well, it might surprise you, but uh, we don't we don't hunt with weapons, and this time we're hunting we're we're hunting with cameras, so uh, we're not really looking to. Uh, I know some people do carry a firearm for protection. We don't. Um, okay. I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if it's an intention kind of thing. Maybe I think the Sasquatch can feel our intentions. He knows that we're not there to harm, or you know, we're just uh, you know out there with the cameras. I mean. I don't know why you would want to try to shoot something, uh, you know, when you're hunting, you got to shoot it in the right spot or else, you know, you're, you're tracking that deer forever. So if you shoot and miss, you're just going to, you're just going to aggravate this thing, you know, that seems, yeah. To answer your question about the tranquilizer dart though, um, okay, what are you going to do? Yeah. Here's here's the deal. Yeah. What's the dose? It's, te- it's so technical for Marlon Perkins back in the day, a mutual of Omaha's wild kingdoms to properly tranquilize a rhino in the field from a helicopter. They have to have the right cocktail there. If they have too little, it's not going to work. If they have too much, they're going to kill the beast. So okay. if you're going to go out there with a bullet, if you don't tranquilize this thing fully, you're probably screwed or teased. And if you put too much in there, then you're probably going to kill it. So... Maybe right. you should just are looking for, for something like that. Maybe you should go in with a high-powered assault rifle or something, but I don't recommend anything like that at all. I don't like, first of all, Jake and I hate guns, and um, we wouldn't want to have anything to do with anything like that. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you guys, Dean and I both have seen at different places an apparition, and I've only seen one in my life, and Dean's only seen one in his life. And I've been doing this for... Uh-huh. A long time, and I would love to see one all the time, and we just don't. So I, I know, you know, I'm hoping one day you guys get to see one. That would be pretty cool if you guys could actually catch some, you know, evidence with the yeah. camera. You know, some solid evidence. That would be awesome. Oh sure. But like like that podcaster I was talking about speaks of careful what you wish for. We don't know if that's actually what we want. You know, I've heard nightmares from people who've had encounters. You know, hand on face. You know, the, the couple of the people we've interviewed have had the good kind, where it's just from a distance, you see it, you know yeah. it's Sasquatch, you know what you're looking at, but you, it doesn't do anything, and next thing you know, it's gone. But that still can really put up damage on the brain, though. You can be thinking about that for the well, rest of your life. 
not get over it. And I believe that too. And we say it all the time in the paranormal, and I even say it in the UFO world. I mean, I would love to see a UFO one day. I believe I have seen one, but I would love to. I mean, but then again, you'd be scared. Like, do I really want to see one? I mean, yeah, I, I, I want I, to I, capture it, but I, also kind of like, do I really want to see an alien? I don't know. <laughs> I've seen over seven UFOs, but I haven't seen an alien. I don't want to see an alien, but I've seen seven right. UFOs. Well, I believe where you live, you probably have. I mean, I, I believe UFOs come into the. I believe they they come into areas that aren't as populated, you know, to study. Yeah. They wouldn't. They don't come into New York City where they're everybody's going to spot them. So I believe oh, yeah. that. Now you'd be surprised. We 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 have found since we started looking for Bigfoot, we've got several other people who have come up to us and asked, "Do you guys search for anything other than Bigfoot?" You know and. People have uh, gave us their testimony on UFO sightings of uh, really incredible stories that we believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe in UFOs. Too. I've seen one. I mean, I, I believe in them. It's one hundred percent. I saw one. I've actually about... seen one in Indianapolis myself uh, a while back uh, when I was younger. It changed my life because I was an instant believer in UFOs. After that, it, it was a. Uh, it recorded on the news, they had an airplane chase it and everything, and I, I witnessed the whole thing through binoculars, so I agree with you, Kevin. Wow. Once you guys see that, it does change everything. Yeah, I saw one that was over five acres, in, in my estimation, um, around. Yeah. That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, that's big. Uh, so do you guys think Bigfoot has any relation? To, cause I, and I, I don't think this, but there's been a lot of people out there that have brought the theory out that it's an, actually an alien life form. That's why we can't capture it, because yeah. it leaves... And comes and goes. Do you, that I mean, do you guys give any credibility to that? I mean, that was that would explain things. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't fit with our idea of, you know, a science fiction. You're supposed to arrive with antennas and a suit, maybe. So a big hairy, you know, caveman type ape doesn't fit the, uh, you know, alien versus predator sort of model, but. No, it would answer some questions. Maybe he doesn't need a space suit to uh, zip up back and forth. Uh, who knows? I, I believe it more that if they exist, they believe. I believe it's just like they're good at hiding themselves, just like a mountain lion or a, you know any mm -hmm. kind of a lot of thing predators like that. They could hide them. I mean, you could be tracked all day by a mountain lion, have no idea it's tracking you. I mean, it could yeah. follow you all day, yeah. and you have no idea it's there. The chameleon of the good forest. Point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, it's been, so, I mean, it's been said that here in uh, the Adirondacks that the uh, Adirondack native mountain lion has been long extinct, and we, me and Jake, both know that that's not true, and we know that we've we've seen it. You know, over the last mm -hmm. three years, we've both seen it, and it's like, don't tell me it's not here. The forest rangers, nothing against them, but they're putting this data together. Where's he getting this data? It's like. Don't go telling people that this thing isn't here. You don't know because it's, trust me, it's here. We see it. So, well, I'd rather see that than, I'd rather see Bigfoot than a mountain lion. So. <laughs> uh, you know what? And that brings up another point, everybody, that, uh, you know, I, and Kevin, you know this, I'm, and you are too, Kevin, but I am, you know, when you get people out there that, have scientific data or what they think is scientific data and they come across saying there's no such thing as bigfoot or this mountain lion is extinct when there's been sightings of the mountain lion and you know it's not extinct but you just cannot change a person that is in the science industry you can't change their opinion about anything unless you pick something up and slap them in the face with it so i i think that everybody that does paranormal is on the same page in that you until the these scientists actually get slapped in the face with something, they're going to tell you this doesn't exist till the end of time. you guys agree? Couldn't agree more. Yeah, 100%. We're looking for that big board to slap people with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are, they are and, and I don't know, I've gotten some serious debates with some of these scientists out here, what they think, think you know, I call them YouTube scientists. That You've got these opinions they get from YouTube videos, and they use that as proof against you, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I just, I, you know, I, and I, I said this in a magazine interview that, you know, science is probably our worst critic. It's, it helps us, but it's our worst critic because they just will not open their mind up past their noses to see things that's there. And people know it's there, but they just refuse to accept it. And uh, it, I think until we actually, you know, somehow we've got to, to 
co-mingle with some people that open their minds up before we're going to get any credibility as far as, you know, because we get credibility on TV, uh, but that's not really the credibility we want. The credibility we want is to say, look at the evidence. Here's the, you know, here's the witnesses. Help us find this thing or help us find these spirits, you know, work with us. And I just don't think we're getting that with the scientific divisions and all that. Do you guys feel the same way or? We don't think, I don't think we feel as strongly as you about it because yours, ours, ours can be looked at as a jokey thing and yours can be so spiritual and so religious and uh, like stemming to the base of such humanity there that it's such a, such a, you know, sketchy topic. You can't go one way or the other. You can't go both ways. You, you know, it's a hard place to hit home on. And because of that, you're probably going to see a lot more of that than we do. Um, the people that come up and you know, want us to be debunked and want to get in our face about, oh, Bigfoot's not real, it's not that, they're not that common, really. The people that are out there just being uh, the skeptics, really, you know, they, so most of them just don't have anything better to do. So have you guys had people that are, and I keep saying scientific because, you know, that's just, it's a definition term. There's no, I don't know how else to explain it, but do you have people that work with you that are more scientific than not, that believe in what you're doing and actually help? Of course we do. Yeah, we've got a great support crew. And we, we've, we've, uh, we're getting more over the last, uh, last few days, you know, um, We've hit a little spike with another uh, online, um, just a group out there doing their thing. We have certified military biologists. We have PhDs. We got people with credentials that they're not necessarily backing us, so to speak. Okay, but they're not sitting there saying, "I don't think so." Well, some of them do, but we do have people that, um, you know. They support what we're doing, and they think that it's a it's a it's a fun thing. Now, don't get me wrong. You look at uh, let me just take this quick break here. BlueLineBigfoot.com. Anyway, you go there, and you'll see that what we do is a lighthearted adventure. It's funny. The fresh take at this cryptozoology needs people like us to let these people that they got to stop taking everything so seriously. Okay, everybody gets in a big uproar. And, the Bigfoot communities all over each other's throats and this and that, and I don't believe that, and I don't believe this. Lighten up, people, seriously. Seriously. Well, we, I, we, I, I got to be honest with you. We take things in the paranormal. We go investigations. We we cut up a little bit, too, because you you got to keep it lighthearted. You can't go in and be 100% serious. you got to have fun with it as well. You can't just go in and constantly be... Oh, this is it. This is the team, and this is you can't do that. You got to keep it light. You got to be able to joke around a little bit. I love that. I love that you said that. Yeah, but still, that seems scary too. Do you guys have like religious kind of? You know, you go in places with a priest, or uh, what's your religious, or what kind of backup do you bring on that front? Well, I'm very religious, and um, as well as my entire team is. But we have uh, a pastor. We have we have we're very. We go in with a religious uh, backing. We, we're, we're a spiritual group. We're, I shouldn't say we're spiritual. We're a Christian-based group. And uh, everything we do is God and the angels, and we work through our work through that. We don't do too much of this crazy stuff you see a lot of these other teams doing. We kind of keep ours a little bit different, but you know, we get a lot of evidence from it. And it's just, but again, we don't get evidence everywhere we go. Just like when you go right. out, you don't find Bigfoot evidence everywhere. You can go to the same spot 10 times, probably look for Bigfoot. And then the one time you go, you actually might find something from there. But the first 10 times, you found nothing. It's just that's how it is in paranormal. You just, there's no there's no guarantee when we go into a facility that it's going to be anything. Yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. in some haunted locations together, me and Kevin have. It's supposed to be one of the most haunted locations in the United States. And we pulled out of there you know, with hardly any evidence at all, really. And then the next group uh-huh. will go in there and they'll, they'll capture all kinds of stuff. So I, I guess, you know, we're all on the same page when it comes to that. When you do an investigation, you guys go out hunting for Bigfoot. It just, you know, and that's why I came back to reality TV is because, you know, on reality TV, no matter where they go, they're getting possessed and, and demons are chasing them and they're beating people up. And it just doesn't happen like that. I'm sure it doesn't happen like that when, when you guys go out on hunting. You don't see Bigfoot every time or, or – you know, you can yell for one, and they yell back every time to you. But see, uh, the, 
But that's the problem, guys, is when you go, you watch these things on TV, and everywhere they go, they're finding evidence, whether it's paranormal, Bigfoot, you know, they're always finding stuff every time they go out. And that's when you have to realize, okay, it's TV, it's not real. Because if you really do this for real life, you'll know that doesn't happen every time. Well, the the producer, you know, he finds it first, and then he lets the rest of the crew know. (laughs) Right, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, you know that's a true statement because we've we've uh, experienced places where the uh, reality TV two has went before we've gotten there, and we've had stories from the people that own the property, and that's exactly correct. The producer sometimes finds the evidence for them, and it's all about ratings. We I actually was invited to uh, participate not participate but do a screen test for something, and one of the first things the, the gentleman asked me was, "Do you mind? Are you a good actor?" And I'm like, "What do I need to be a good actor for?" Because sometimes you have to act keep our ratings up and uh, i think that's why again reality tv is not so great for people to get their training from because there is a lot of acting involved in it you feel like yeah hello reality it's not reality (laughs) it's you know they make that stuff because they know they want to get their ratings up and they want to have yeah they want to get you they want to have created drama that's fine i don't see the problem with it but the thing is you got to be careful what you wish for if you're going to go out and do it yourself, right? Right. But the problem is, guys, it's and it's it's we don't talk about reality TV. I'll just keep it short, but it's not just paranormal and Bigfoot. It's it's Pawn Stars. It's every show on TV that's reality, even Survivor. There is things in Survivor that they don't show you behind the scenes that are all set up. Not everything mm-hmm. is exactly like you're watching it live because you watch it live, we all be bored out of our minds. No, it, it's easy for us to spot. If you go to our YouTube channel, uh, Blue Line Bigfoot, uh, Blue Line one word and then Bigfoot second word on our YouTube, you'll see the progression that we take with the uh, first couple episodes. The more we did this, the more we morphed into this other thing, it gets to one point where you can tell that we're picking on reality TV. You can tell. And if you can't tell... But hey, I don't care if you can't tell either, but <laughs> you guys would be able to tell. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. You got to check it out. It's great. So I, I have to ask you guys a question because we only got about 15 minutes, less than 15 minutes left. Um, have you guys ever heard of the red-haired giants that are out there? They've been found like in Turkey and over there. Even New Mexico, they've been spotted. They live in caves. Yes. Have you heard of them? Yeah. yeah and I'm one... of Carry a club. Giants like they, they killed some uh, soldiers in Afghanistan. Yeah, they got two yes, teeth. That, yeah, the, uh, the Afghanistan was interesting one. What are your all thoughts on that? I mean, to me, is that could that be like a Bigfoot technically? Maybe the government's found them and they don't want us to know about it. I mean, I'm just wondering. The thing that the, the, the descriptions of these things are like way more human than Bigfoot, they're not covered with hair. And they're huge. These things are huge. And some of them are really, yeah. really big. Like I've heard like, you know, 25 feet tall, something like that. So this, this, these stories are just, you know, I'm not saying they're not real, but they might have more of a paranormal side to them than Bigfoot does, but maybe not. They could be fallen giants that escaped from underneath the Dulce base at uh, Archelada Mesa. Maybe, uh, who knows? They got, they got how to S4. Who, who knows where they come from? Yeah. Good point, Jake. I mean, I mean, but do you guys believe in those or no? I mean, do you believe that's probably have... true, or do you think it's probably fabricated? I don't believe it's fabricated. First of all, there's way too many, there's way too many uh, stories that are that are similar throughout forever about these things. So I think it comes from somewhere. But well, the Afghanistan is... story is pretty convincing when you actually listen to the soldiers who went and found yeah. their other army guys. They found their equipment laying around, and then this thing attacked them. Next thing you know, a helicopter flies over the mountain. It's pretty, when you read the story, like, wow. <laughs> it's pretty intense. So oh, yeah. I think our government knows a lot more than they're getting on to. I think they have a lot of things they've captured. So That's what, when I said that, you know, a lot of people claim to have shot Bigfoot. You know, there was the second part of that story. Maybe the government knows, and maybe the government takes these bodies before they can be seen to the public. Right. Just like Roswell. Just take the, they, you know, they came in and within a couple of days, every evidence of Roswell was gone. Oh, that's just tinfoil. What are you talking about? That's tinfoil. The balloon. <laughs> that, <laughs> now, that guy shot a bear. That wasn't a big foot. It was, uh, yeah. you know, classic. It was a bear. A grizzly bear. 
Well, you know, being on, in all seriousness, I mean, these people that uh, if they were doing that, would they, they probably would blame it on grizzly bears and bears and stuff like that, don't you think? If they say, "Hey, we caught it, but it was only a bear," that's probably the best explanation the government could get for them. It's the only thing that they can do. I mean, there aren't supposed to be gorillas or monkeys in the continental U.S. They're just—they're not supposed to be there. Um, so they have to go with bear. That's what—that's their go-to. Now, back to the relation of what I was saying that started this when somebody told me that story. Has there been stories that you have heard? I, I, actually, there has. You told me there was, or I believe, where a Bigfoot has turned violent when it was caught off guard. Um, so do you give any credibility? Do you think it could be true that it would result in the death of somebody if a, you know, from a Bigfoot's actions or not, based on what you've talked to people? How many were killed in that family that you heard of a few weeks ago? They were supposed to be a daughter, a son, a husband, and a wife, and they were they were it, they were camping in a place called Land Between the Lakes. And the story goes uh, that the little girl was found in a tree, and the other ones were mutilated. But they tried to blame it on an animal or something like that. It's just not feasible for. We don't have bears in that area of Kentucky. They're they're totally away from that area, and they're only little black bears. They're not grizzly bears. We don't really have any of them in Kentucky. So it really the, – the wild animal thing didn't work, and then they tried to say it was a crazed lunatic. That really didn't work either, and that's why everybody went with the – I even went to say it was a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> some of them did, but most of the, the, the main consensus is that it was a Sasquatch that did it. Sounds like a dog man. It sounds more like dog man to us. Well, they 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 tried to blame it on Dogman too, but right now uh, some of the squatchers out there are saying they believe it was a Sasquatch. But and I, I'm asking, by, based on what you've interviewed people, would there be any credibility that a Sasquatch could get that violent, or is that just way not what you've heard? I wouldn't think so on a family. I mean, what would the you know? You, you don't think they're going to respond in kind? So a family, a wife and two kids, uh, or husband, wife and two kids aren't going to gonna be doing something that would threaten a Sasquatch mother or family to. I, I don't see it happening, but uh, even if it were spooked, I, I, I don't think it would harm unless it was actually threatened. Right there with Jake. Yeah, because, I mean, we've heard of, there's stories all over about people that have spooked a Bigfoot, and the result was the animal was just basically walked away. Uh, now, I mean, there's been some where it's beat on walls and stuff in cabins and stuff like that. And like I, Kevin said, you don't know how much credibility you can give to that story because, you know, if something's beaten on your cabin and you got a cell phone, why didn't you record or take a picture of it or something? They never do that. So, you know, that's hard to debunk or, or, or claim as being true. You just have to go by what the person says. But from what I'm understanding, your experience is and the stories, they are basically a docile creature, wouldn't you think? Well, we think that they can be extremely aggressive, but the difference between having a big bark and a big bite is yet to be determined, okay? So there's so many, you know, instances, encounters, things we find around where people get chased out of the woods by a Bigfoot or a family of them. Or We, we got an email yesterday where a woman claims that a Bigfoot uh, vocalized in the voice of her roommate out in the woods. Like, did you read that email? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the, it said that the Bigfoot was, uh, you know, mimicking her and echoing, like, echoing her at first and then switched its voice and used the voice of her roommate. So, yeah, that's that seems a little bit on the paranormal or the trickster sort of some kind of gin. At work, yeah, versus, yeah. If it could mimic, it would definitely be more paranormal, I would think. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know if a Bigfoot's got a vocal vocabulary. We've never heard of that before. I mean, is that something you guys have heard of before? Or is that just a first time yeah, thing? Yeah, of course. We have the uh, famous samurai chatter tapes where that has been uh, put under a microscope, so to speak, and been determined that there's actually patterns of true language within those recordings, even though we don't understand what they possibly could mean. So maybe, there are, maybe they do have the capacity to speak. Maybe they can mimic. Um, we do know that there are also, you know, the squash can, you know, imitate the sounds of 
maybe some wild dogs, some coyotes, or maybe some, some crows, some, some wildlife like that, too. Sound almost just like them. It's very common for them to make the sound of a, a barred owl, huh. but really not quite exactly like the owl. So when it doesn't sound quite right, it's probably a squatch. Well, let me, let me ask you guys a question. Is it possible, like, and I'm not saying this, you know, not saying anything negative here, but, you know, like, we, we go on investigations, paranormal, you can hear a cat, and a cat can sound human many times. So you could think, oh, you hear something, but it's actually a cat. Cats have a way of mimicking sometimes. Could a bear making a noise in the woods make it sound like it could be Sasquatch or no, in your opinion? I think I think yeah I think a, I think a bear could oftentimes be, um, you know, thought thought that oh yeah I heard a sasquatch really it was a bear you know but there's other sounds that just are a lot different than that that make more sense that they're probably not a bear or a fox okay. screaming a fox, can fox sound is a good really good haunting take, but you know you yeah. nailed it take you nailed that one you know, the sasquatch and they can get up in the upper register where you know they can be. You know, could, you can debunk it one way or the other, but the lungs of a squatch, you're going to feel that vibration. And you, when, when you hear it firsthand, it definitely uh, makes you think yeah. that it's, first of all, it's alive. Secondly, it's big. I don't want to hear that too close <laughs> enough to get a, I don't want him to be impersonating anyone there. Well, you got me excited now. I want to go on. A, I want to go on a Bigfoot hunt now. Yeah, I think we're ready to go, Kevin. Let's get our cameras and head out, man. I'm like you. I just, I mean, I, like I said, I'm going to have to check out how to do it because I don't want to get. I don't want to start beating trees and hope I hear something. Right. First of all, you're going to want to, of course, go to our website, bluelinebigfoot.com, and we have episodes on there. A lot you can learn just from the way we learned it because our season one is basically about us learning a lot about this. So. Watching it, you get a kick out of it. You can binge watch. It's fun, and you can learn a lot at the same time. Plus, don't take it too seriously because it's supposed to be fun. Right. I love that. So I, I, but we only got a couple minutes. I've got to ask you guys because I'm interested in this. When you guys say food source for a Sasquatch, I've heard different stories. They're vegetarians. I heard they like fish. I heard they hunt. I mean, what is your guys' opinions on, as far as a food source is concerned? Omnivore, opportunistic eaters, okay? If there's something to eat in the area that can sustain a Sasquatch, it's going to eat it. If there's two different things to eat in the area, Sasquatch will eat the one that's better. And on and on. They can they can live anywhere because they can, if there's something to be eaten, they're going to eat it. And they can eat, you know, they probably can digest a lot of plant life just as good as maybe a cow. And then also they can get a lot of protein off some wild turkeys or partridges or maybe some crawdads, fish, deer. Sounds perfect. Hey, guys, listen, we only got about 45 seconds left, so do me a favor. Get, tell everybody again how to get a hold of you if they want to if, check out your videos and just actually send you guys a message. Oh, cool. Yeah, Blue Line Bigfoot is our website, bluelinebigfoot.com. And then on YouTube, we are... Blue line, one word, and then Bigfoot, one word, on YouTube. And we also have a Facebook presence right here, and it's called Blue Line Bigfoot. So we call ourselves the BLB, but BLB. you want to look for us, it's Blue Line Bigfoot. And that is a representation of the borderline of the Adirondack State Park. It's called the Blue Line. That's where we sounds do most good. of our station. All right, sounds good. Jake and Adam, thanks for being on tonight, guys. Thanks for having us on. Guys, thanks nope. a lot. It was fun. Yeah. No problem, no problem. Hey, folks, yeah, next week, 7 p.m. Central Time, we're going to be talking about aliens. You want to check it out. We're going to have some people online that hopefully have some stories to tell us. And as always, you go to KentuckyGhostHunter.com to find out what's going on or follow us on Facebook at the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. Till next week, 9 p.m. Central Time, this is Dean, the Kentucky Ghost Hunter, and Kevin Quatman. Say goodbye, Kevin. Hey, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, see you guys next week, same time, same place, bbsradio.com.